0: This is Kenya, and welcome to My Magical Cottagecore Life. Today's episode is going to be different, so take out your big book of stuff and turn to the section on wellness. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit of mental health maintenance. I know that mental health challenges have touched many of us during the pandemic situation. It's been a really hard two years, especially on the children. It's been hard on myself. It's been hard on my family. It's been hard on my child. So I want to talk about some of the things that may be going on with the children out here that you might want to watch for. So, today's episode is about mental wellness. Let's get started. One of the things most often pressuring our young people right now is not just the changes that have come with the global pandemic. You know, we've always said in Head Start, children adapt to transition quicker than adults do. But for teenagers, it's been particularly difficult. For many of them, these are supposed to be the great years. These are the years that they make their lifelong friends. They learn how to interact in society. These are the years that they take time to ponder their navel, so to speak, They move from subject to subject, topic to topic, and test everything out to see if that flavor of career is something they're into. They interact with each other in hallways. They see each other in extracurricular clubs. They participate in festivals and shows, in talent shows, in marching band, in drama club, in chess club, in any other Number of organizations designed to fill out and flesh out their experiences as young people. And of course, I'm talking specifically in this particular case about the United States and usually about public and most private schools. Not always parochial, but you you get the idea. And of course, charter here in Michigan. And for many of the young people, those experiences have been severely circumscribed, if not completely eliminated, by the global pandemic. For m- most of the young people, especially with elderly parents or older parents or parents who are immunocompromised, they've had to completely lose that touch-to-touch connection. The virtual has replaced the social And social media has become a form of reality, which it's not, and that can cause cognitive dissonance, as well as set up the stage for pressures that many of us not only never had, but could have never anticipated. many young people at this time, it is increasingly difficult to learn how to not only keep a normal set of boundaries and parameters, but because they are dealing in virtual world and virtual dynamics, their relationships with the teachers are always seen when they're in those Zoom classes or whatever platform they're using. There are so many other students there, but it's very rare that they would have time to have a private channel to speak to the teacher about something that might be going on right then because they're at home. And if the problems are in the home, they're in the home in those problems and school is not the respite that it could be. Also, if they're in a situation where there is a disconnect because of finances Many people don't have access to internet or the technology on a consistent basis to access the internet. They may find they're falling behind. They may find they're ridiculed for how their rooms appear in the background. They may find that all of the ways that they could separate school from home have been basically destroyed or blurred so much that it's like an ongoing, never-ending school presence in their lives or on other notes it could also be that they begin to dissociate and compartmentalize all parts of their lives and they literally check out and they become depressed withdraw completely and drop out so you've got some extremes here that could happen Another challenge that's going on right now is that many people have lost their health care with their jobs. Young people are worried, are they going to be evicted? Will there be school money for them when they want to go to college? Is there a plan in place for them to bounce back, especially with states being shut down and family businesses going under, even corporations going under? There's no sense of security. There is no Well, we know that there'll be bread on the table in some homes other than the bread line. It's very challenging. It's very scary. And even if your young person may not be able to express that to you, it is there. It is always there. And sometimes you have to deal with the fact that you won't be able to get answers out of them just by talking with them. And that's when it's time to know when a professional needs to be contacted. Right now, the U.S. government have some websites. Um, SAMSA, uh, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration has some things online that could help you and they also have referral sites for your state. But keep in mind, local community health organizations also could help you find the resources that you might need need to help you reach out and help mitigate some of the things that are going on. Don't hesitate to look into talking to someone yourself if you feel you need someone to talk to in a non-judgmental and separated situation away from the environment that may be causing the stressors. There's no shame in getting mental health help. And there's also no shame in knowing when it's time to reach out. In actuality, it's a form of bravery. You don't want to let these things build up until you break down. You want to break the problems down so that you can build yourself up. Does that make sense? those of us who are inclined to also help others, because we do know that there are times when breakdowns are unanticipated, there are classes in mental health first aid that are available nationwide. And I strongly suggest that you look into them. They can help you recognize certain signs and be able to maybe, if not control, at least ameliorate a situation until the proper Um, caregivers and authorities arrive to be able to take the situation to the next step that needs to happen. So if you're not uh, in a situation where you feel that you need to necessarily defer to others to help you maneuver the challenges of the pandemic, I do strongly urge you to also consider becoming one of the people who can help Uh, when someone else is having trouble navigating them. And I guess we've come to the end of our thread. Or I guess we've come to the end of our thread, but we're trying to make sure you don't come to the end of your rope. I know I know that was a bad joke I know grown mom joke I know well I mean I don't want to unravel everything I said so I don't want to make any more jokes I kind of want to knit all this together okay I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop okay um, but in all seriousness this topic does uh, need some examination so if you have a chance listen to this again you know just let it play through hit rewind I'm not making big bucks off of this, so I you know, I promise you you're not putting together money by rewinding it for me to buy margaritas. If anything, maybe a piece of penny candy after five thousand of these. But I don't know. but anyway, in any fashion, I strongly recommend, oh, there's a Harley driving by. I strongly recommend that you do re rerun this and uh, look for those resources for. Safe Talk, SAMSA, and Mental Health First Aid. If you or anyone you know is experiencing trouble, do not hesitate to reach out and contact someone. Uh, it could be clergy, it could be law enforcement, it could be medical personnel, but never hesitate to take care of yourself. Okay, and that's the end of our episode. I will see you next time here on My Magical cottage core Life.